Broadcasting live from the Business Radio X studios in Atlanta, Georgia, it's time for Atlanta Business Radio. Brought to you by OnPay, Atlanta's new standard in payroll. Now, here's your host. Lee Cantor here, another episode of Atlanta Business Radio, and this is going to be a good one. But before we get started, it's important to recognize our sponsor, OnPay. Without them, we couldn't be sharing these important stories. Today on Atlanta Business Radio, we have Celia Willis with KWI Communications. Welcome. Thank you. Well, I'm excited to learn what you're up to. Tell us about KWI Communications. How are you serving folks? Well, so KWI is a communications and management consulting agency based here in Atlanta. Uh, we actually began as a niche internal comms team with an embedded with embedded consultants who worked hand in hand with corporate communications staff to really build employee engagement within companies. Now, uh, what is kind of the the typical client you have? Are they like large enterprise uh, companies? They tend to be. Yeah, we tend to have uh, sort of mainly private companies, uh, Fortune 200 to Fortune 500s are generally at least uh, $1 billion companies. And then what's the pain that they're having that KWI is the solution? Well, a lot of companies reach a size uh, where they suddenly realize they're having trouble maintaining quality standards, reaching people, making sure people have all the information they need to do their jobs well. And that's where we come in. Uh, this is how we started. So and we've expanded over the years to helping them with other pain points related to people. So not just communications, but how are how is their structure enabling people to do their jobs well? What what kind of do you need leadership development? Do you need coaching? You know, so we do a lot of things to address people pains, so to speak. Now, what are some of the symptoms that uh, like um, things are happening? It's a large company. How do they know they have a problem? Like, uh, do certain uh, incidents happen? Is it uh, they're having a hard time filling slots? Is it uh, they're getting a lot of turnover? Like, are there symptoms that are telling management that, hey, this is something that's not right. We've got to fix this. Well, it's interesting you use the word symptoms. Um, we actually like to talk about organizations as though they're a human body. Um, so if you think of uh, the human body, there's different muscles, there's a, the skeleton, there's the connective tissue. We say that, uh, you know, the different departments may be the muscles. The connective tissue is the communications that keeps everything together. The skeleton is the company structure. Um, and then at the heart are the people, right? And so what we do is we kind of go in and diagnose the problem. We use surveys, focus groups, or just anecdotal evidence if we can't do those other things. And it's usually we're brought in because someone says they're not hearing us. People aren't doing what they need to do. Or like you just said, we're losing people. Um, we're not communicating well enough with our salespeople because they're not selling the right products. You know, so it's different for everybody. But we like to come in and do a really deep analysis of, of what's going on. Now, um, a trend that we're seeing uh, in just the economy and business in general is this great resignation Right. What does that speak to you regarding this issue, the, the dissatisfaction that employees are having, it seems like, across the board, across industries, at all levels? Yes, the great resignation. That's something I've been talking to clients a lot about. Um, and it was something that I kind of felt coming in the industry. Uh, I think that the past year and a half uh, has kind of shaken people up in lots of different ways, and it's caused them to 
pause and reevaluate their lives, which is a very common reaction after someone experiences, experiences something dramatic or traumatic in their lives as they, they reevaluate. And I think that to a certain extent, it's just that. But they're looking at their companies and they're saying, Why do, what am I doing here, right? Do I feel connected to what this company is doing? Do I feel like I'm growing here? I mean, that I think is at the core of a lot of these people's resignations is that they they don't either connect to what the company is trying to do. They don't feel like they are making a tangible impact. Um, in some cases, they just realize they're in the wrong careers and the companies can't do much about that. Um, but they're it is a time for companies to reevaluate their why and how they're communicating that to their people. Now, what about this kind of lack of trust between management and the employees in terms of, um, you know, with all the, the layoffs and the reorgs and all this stuff that the employees are just getting kind of deaf to the promise of this better future where they just, it's just been there, done that. I've seen this happen Um, you know, why should I trust you now that this is somehow going to be different than it was, you know, two years ago before the last reorg? Oh man, this is, this is a, this is the question. Um, it, it really comes down to, I think companies taking fast action. So identifying what they can do right away. And then identifying what's going to take more time because on the other side, if they move too quickly, they'll, they'll also get criticism for not doing things right and for, for not communicating enough and et cetera, et cetera. Right. Right. So it's sort of a catch 22 situation, but I encourage companies to really identify those quick wins, the low hanging fruit that they can just go in and say, okay, we're going to do this, this, and this right away. Here are our long-term plans in, and really involving the employees in creating that change and implementing it. So they, you know, I have a saying that no one thinks their baby is ugly, (laughs) If if someone has a hand in creating something, um, then then they're going to be much more forgiving of it. Now, um, uh, some of your work is around culture. And to me, culture is something that is going to be created, whether you're um, taking any, any initiative and being proactive about it or not. Um, what are some of the things that companies can do a better job at, at improving their culture, at least even having it resonate with their folks? Because it seems like there's just a big disconnect between what maybe management thinks their culture is and what it actually is. Yeah, well, I think the first thing they can do is understand that culture is not a stagnant concept. It's always changing. It's always, as we call it community, and community to me is both culture and the people, because as you bring in new people, as you bring in new offerings, services, customers, your culture will shift as it should to morph into this new thing based on what people are bringing to the table. So I think companies really need to regularly tap in to say, who are we now? You know, we've grown or we've shrunk or we have changed direction. So who are we? What is our culture? What do people value? What do they need? And that requires very regular touch-ins, especially right now when there's so much change happening and a lot of resignation and hiring and all sorts of challenges. So I think really at this point in time, almost quarterly deep dive check-ins in different ways uh, could really help companies understand what their cultures are. Now, how do they, how does a company kind of, um, improve their culture and community when, you know, sometimes half, if not more of their employees are remote. Yes. And that's been a challenge. Again, I think it comes back to listening. I have found that in a remote world, 
you know, it becomes a lot less about the office perks and um, things like that. And more about how am I growing? How am I connecting again to that vision and mission? I think when we went remote, all those in office perks, especially for big corporations were gone. And so what people were left with was, what am I doing here? Right. So that clarity of mission and purpose uh, becomes so, so important. And also knowing how am I valued, which is, you know, how am I growing in the organization? Do they value me at all? Um, And making that very clear, I think, is is now the new the new currency. And and, um, how well of a job do you think that these uh, large enterprises are doing when it comes to telling the story? to their their people how how are they able to articulate kind of their dream to their individual stakeholders because i i think there's sometimes a disconnect where the the upper management you know they want to go somewhere but the people that are doing the work are kind of like i'm not seeing that that's not how i see the company yeah, I, I think it the, the rate of change has been really challenging for companies and for the people. They feel lost in it. Um, and I think the best thing companies can do it, in, in terms of how well they're doing it, it varies. I think everyone's struggling with it. I don't think anyone's saying we're amazing right now. We're communicating perfectly from thing. There's not really such a thing. And especially now, it's almost impossible to communicate everything going on because it's so complex and changing so quickly. And so I think the best thing they can do is bring them along pretty transparently on that journey and say, look, we're in this together. We're we're all in a pandemic for the first time too here, right? So um, come with us and talk to us. You know, really keeping that open line of communication is going to be their best option to make people feel connected to what's happening. Now, to me, there seems to be an opportunity when you are kind of enabling and empowering your people to be the storytellers about their experience. In some ways, it's a risk because you may not be happy about the story they're telling. But on the other hand, it could be pretty powerful to the people around them because they're getting to share what they're seeing and articulating it and um, and sharing it amongst their team and, and the whole company. Yeah, I think authenticity is a a growing um, idea, even in corporate America. It was not something that people even really thought was an option even 10 years ago to be their authentic selves. But with the digital revolution and that and with social media just taking over, they're really companies cannot stop people from telling their own stories. So the, the best thing they can do is lean into that and empower them and really see their employees um, and their customers as their best assets, their best ambassadors, and be prepared for the negative feedback they get, but really um, empowering people to be authentic and tell those stories and about how they connect uh, with the company, I think is is what companies really have to, like I said before, lean into. Now, are you seeing more kind of employee resource groups where there's groups of like affiliate groups, affinity groups amongst their employees in terms of allowing them to kind of gather and and kind of build community amongst themselves? I actually, no, I'm not seeing an increase. Um, I think that was definitely very active beforehand, um, and I haven't really seen it. Uh, grow since everyone went remote. I wouldn't actually be surprised if those kind of groups took a little bit of a hit um, just because a lot of that was fueled in person. Um, So no, I I think it's it's 
from my perspective, stayed relatively stable. Is that a good thing or do you think it's something that that's an opportunity for enterprise to really connect and build community amongst their people that with that? Oh, absolutely. I think that the idea of communities is changing um, and people are reevaluating what communities they're, they're a part of, who they are. I think there's a lot of identity soul searching happening right now, to be honest with you. And companies have definitely an opportunity to tap into that, that search and say, okay, well, let's help you figure out where, what your community is and help us build a community that you feel like you could be a part of. Now, a lot of this stuff sounds good on paper. Is there kind of any metrics or stats that say, hey, investing in our people in this manner and the, and the community and the culture really pays off? Oh, I mean, absolutely. Gallup is often a, a really great resource for stats like that. There, there's lots of, and I, there's lots of evidence. Um, and I'm trying to think. I don't have any at the top of my head that say that the engaged employees are ten times more productive, um, and they're much more loyal. They 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 stay the companies longer. If you build a strong community, ultimately, people when you ask them why they stay at their jobs, it's because of the people. Um, over and over and over again. They they want to work with a team they like, that they feel connected to, that they feel supported by, and a company they feel supported by. They want leaders who have vision. They want to feel connected to that vision. I mean, that's really what it comes down to. Uh, it's, it's very relational. Right. Relationships, I think, are critical. That's a point of differentiation, I think, amongst the successful companies that, you know, they say that people don't quit companies, they quit bosses. So if you have a really strong team where people respect each other and want to be around them, that person typically isn't going to leave to make a few thousand dollars more a year. Right. Exactly. I mean, and here we go. Here we go. Uh, So companies in the top quartile of employee engagement are 21% more profitable, um, 17% more productive and experience 60% less turnover. And plus companies with a great culture experience, um, they experience three times better stock performance. Um, it, it's just, it's, there are clear business results from it. Now, is there any low-hanging fruit a company could take to improve their community and their culture and their kind of way they're dealing with their people? I think so. I, I, you know, if a company isn't able to take any major actions, I, I would uh, tell them to at least do a deep dive survey and and be really careful about the questions you ask, make sure they're actionable because then what what they need to do immediately after that is every action they take in reaction to their feedback they're receiving from their employees. They need to say, because you said this, we did this. It comes back to that communication. Funnily enough, it's really connecting the dots for them. You said this, so we did this, right? Because they they will not make that connection unless it's very, very clear. And they can be really, really small things. Um, I'm trying to think of an example. Um, but it's it doesn't need to be, oh, we're totally restructuring the company. It could be, hey, we're going to start communicating on a biweekly basis because you wanted to hear from us more. Or we're going to stop sending so many emails because you said it's flooding my inbox. I don't have time to read all these. It's just things like that can make a huge difference as long as it's in direct direct reaction to what the employee needs. And that makes them feel heard and makes them feel like they're part of something important. Now, when KWI uh, takes on a client, does it typically start with one project and expands or are you doing some kind of 
major uh, renovation work when you go in there? Oh, it just depends. I, I would say, um, so we either start from the very top. So we either go in and say, okay, we're here to do a company-wide community survey is what we call it. We call it our community diagnostic. We go deep, we give them amazing data. We do focus groups. It's a really fun process and it's so interesting. Or someone comes to us and says, oh, I'm drowning. Can you just help me? And then we can talk about the strategy later. So it's, it's we come in from both ends of the spectrum. Um, it's really, we try and meet our clients' needs, but we have found that if we're just there to execute, there's a limited amount of impact long-term that we can make. So we always try to bring in that strategic mindset as well. So you mentioned at the beginning, coaching is a part of this. How are you seeing more and more companies kind of lean into coaching and not just save coaching for the highest level people, but it kind of drilling down to some of the, you know, people throughout the company? Absolutely. I mean, there was a lot of evidence, especially toward the beginning of the pandemic, that middle managers were hit hardest by this. They were suddenly remote. They didn't know how to manage remotely. They had trouble managing in person. Um, and and so we've seen this huge um, increase in demand for training for, for managers. We've been doing it for clients. We have something called our Leadership Enablement Program. And that's for managers. It's not for executives. The executives are actually their coaches. We, we empower their bosses to coach them after our trainings take place. But they're finding that you know, middle management really is the key to success. And so I'm really pleased to see that that level is getting a lot more attention than it ever has before. Now, if somebody was to institute a coaching program for the first time, can you share some kind of do's and don'ts? Sure. Um, so I would say don't assume you know what your employees need. Um, but, you know, meet in the middle, tie it to business results, uh, give them clear direction on what they're trying, what they need to be doing. So clear competencies uh, is always something that we, we really recommend. Uh, be consistent. Um, and I think we found great success is that we'll, we, for example, will do the trainings, we'll do day-long trainings with employees, but having their bosses equipped to then coach them on implementing the things that we have trained them to do is essential to the success. So make sure you have a follow-through plan. Don't just tell someone to go do something and expect it to happen. That follow-up and that accountability is essential. So now your your company might have started out uh, in communication, but obviously it's expanded beyond that. Yes. Um, is there anything that you want to share about how to maybe begin an engagement? Does it, um, you know, we talked a little bit about what they typically look like, but if the ideal client came to you, um, what would be that starting point? Well, you know, I would say that the starting point is saying, Companies that say, you know, we're having something's not working right. We're losing people. We have a people related challenge, right? They're not happy. They're not performing the way they need to. That's the first indicator that we can serve them. Um, if they want to gather more information, we're a great resource for that. Uh, if they want to build programs and say, well, we're not exactly sure what's going on, but we know we need to do something. We can really come in and help them figure out what's going on, what they need to do. If they're having, uh, they don't know how to communicate, we will come in and build structures for them. We will help them staff. I mean, there's a lot that we do in addition to helping them just get the work done. Now, if you could look into your crystal ball for the rest of this year and into next year, um, does this great resignation or is it begin to wane? Where, what, what's going to happen 
uh, moving forward in your mind? You know, I, I think it's difficult to predict. I, I don't think we're at the end of this sort of um, deep self-reflective time period that people are in where they're moving on. I've seen a lot of people just quit completely. They haven't even gotten another job or they're going out on their own to do something they've always wanted to do. I do think it'll slow. I think it's already slowing down. Um, and I think it will, it will slow down, but we're going to see a shift in how the marketplace works, I think. And if somebody wants to learn more about KWI and uh, get a hold of you or somebody on the team, what's the website, the best way to get a hold of you? Yeah, reach out to our team and we'll take the conversation from there. Um, our, ad- our web address is um, www.kwicomm.com. Uh, yeah, we'd love to talk to you. Well, thank you. You can also connect with me on LinkedIn, too. All right. Well, thank you so much for sharing your story. You're doing important work, and we appreciate you. Thank you for the time. All right. This is Lee Cantor. We'll see you all next time on Atlanta Business Radio. 